Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Probably one of the most famous sections of John's Gospel, right? John 3.16. Anybody have the sign this morning holding up in the end zone? Maybe not. All right. I want to look at the first reading that we have from the Acts of the Apostles. This powerful heavenly jailbreak. It's pretty awesome. It says this. During the night, the angel of the Lord opened the doors of the prison, led them out, and said, Go and take your place in the temple area and tell the people everything about this life. Tell the people everything about this life. What does the angel mean by that? Tell everybody, everyone about this life, this, this new life that's available to you. It's, it's, it's not a life of isolation. It's not a life of moral rigor. The angel is not saying, go and tell the people about what they got to do to be good Christians. Right? That's not what the angel's saying because the people don't even know what the word Christian is yet. That word isn't even being used <laughs> Nobody at that point is being called a Christian. There are no, quote-unquote, Christians at the time of the Acts of the Apostles. I know that sounds weird, but it's true. It was much later in Antioch that people started being called Christians. What there were at that time, there were people who have encountered and met the risen Jesus and people who haven't yet. That's the only distinction. There's people who've met him, and know him, and those that don't. When the angel says, go and tell the people everything about this life, the angel is saying, go and tell people everything about life in friendship, the life that comes about through friendship, through relationship with the risen Jesus, knowing him, right, living in relationship with him, it generates in me an entirely new way of being. That's what Christianity is, right? The angel's not saying, go and tell them about, you know, our teachings, Go and tell them about our catechism quotes. Go and tell them about, you know, the scriptures that of the New Testament that haven't been written yet, right? The, that's what the angel's saying. The angel's saying, go and tell them about what it's like to live in friendship with this risen Jesus. That's what Christianity is. That's what it is. Meeting the risen Jesus generates in us a whole new way of being. It generates in us a whole new kind of life, right? The fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of that. Uh, our life should waft abroad a heavenly aroma, if I can put it that way. Our life should, because heaven right, has entered our life, because we've met the risen Jesus, like we should walk differently, speak differently, think differently, respond differently, right? Mother Teresa had that beautiful prayer, Lord Let me spread your fragrance everywhere that I go. Everywhere that I go. Lord, let me spread your fragrance everywhere that I go. People often will tell me, me personally, they'll tell me, you know, Father, you know you smell like incense? Which is a funny thing. And then they'll say, do you you use incense cologne? Which I think is so weird. I'm like, no, I'm a priest. I kind of live in a church, you know? So, like, that makes sense. But that's not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I'm not saying you got to get yourself some good, like, odor de incense, right? That's not what we're talking about. Does your life smell like, so to speak, does it smell like love and joy and peace? In other words, do people's, here's a good way of thinking about it. Do people's hearts relax around you 
do people do people's hearts kind of come to life around you? Do you, are you the kind of person? Do you generate around you the kind of environment where people feel loved and encouraged? Right back to the homily from yesterday, Saint Barnabas, son of encouragement. Do people feel encouraged by you? Do people feel seen and known by you when you come into a situation? Um, do people shut down, clam up, pull away? Right? The life that's meant to be generated in us is a heavenly life where love and peace and joy and communion and friendship come about, right? If not, if that's not what your life is wafting, if that's not the scent of your life, I'm going to suggest that it's because we're keeping the risen Jesus at a distance. We might be coming to Mass every single day. We might be making our holy hours every single day. But you can keep Jesus at a distance while physically getting close to him. It's a tragedy. You know, in Pope Francis's encyclical on the uh, joy of the gospel, he wrote this, and I love this. He says, I invite all Christians everywhere at this very moment to a renewed personal encounter with Jesus Christ, or at least an openness to letting him encounter them. I ask all of you to do this unfailingly once a year. Just kidding. Each day. Each day. No one should think that this invitation is not meant for him or her, since no one is excluded from the joy brought by the Lord. Friends, like, we need to get into the mental space, the, the habit of thinking, I cannot survive today on yesterday's grace. I cannot live today like on the fumes of my encounter with him yesterday. I need it fresh every day. I need to encounter him every day. I need to be vulnerable before him. I need to experience and taste his love. I need to let him get close to me every single day, every single day. This joy that Pope Francis is talking about, this joy is meant to radiate out of us. That's the, that's the mark of, Christia, of Christians. They were supposed to be radiantly joyful. I love this. This is also from his, uh, his encyclical. There are Christians whose lives seem like Lent without Easter. How good is that? I realize, of course, that joy is not expressed the same way at all times in life, especially at moments of great difficulty. He says, joy adapts and changes, but it always endures, even as a flicker of light born of our personal certainty that when everything is said and done, listen to this, our certainty that when everything is said and done, we are infinitely loved. Tell everyone about this life, the angel says. How? First, you must come to know and discover through your renewed encounter with him that you are infinitely loved and only then will you be a credible witness to share with others the astounding news that yeah you too you with all your junk you are infinitely loved and you matter to God that's what changed the world that's what these guys were doing and proclaiming in the temple area they weren't telling people about good news got a lot of rules for you to follow it's good news you are infinitely loved. Amen.